It's now time for the Billy C Show, part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. Coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Caliger, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening, I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant located on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. Dot com or give my man a call 912-268-2328 912-268-2328 find out why I go all the way to St. Simon's for an authentic Italian meal today's show is also being brought to us in part by our 24-hour seven-day-a-week television channel check it out on all the major streaming services like uh, Roku etc etc all the information can be found at Ginico usa.com that's g-i-n-i-k-o usa.com sign up today for free and uh don't forget we replay these shows and all of our specials a lot of great stuff uh up on our uh 24 7 uh channel today's show is also being brought to us in part by uh the title bout championship computer game uh, check out our website billycboxing.com and uh click on the title bout banner and finally, today's show, she's being brought to us in a part to buy my book, Tom Molino from Bondage to Better Men of the Planet, is available right now where all good books are sold, and you get a copy of this book right now where you're watching or listening to this very show. Just visit barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com, or if you want to get a signed copy, just visit uh, billycboxing.com, or just drop me an email, billy at talkingboxing.com, that's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. The fight just ended, the rematch between Anthony Joshua and uh, John Ruiz. In case you missed it, uh, it was a boxing display, really, in my opinion. Anthony Joshua reclaimed uh, his titles. It was a unanimous decision. Two of the judges had it 118-110, and one judge had it 119-109 to give uh, A.J. the win. He improves to 23 wins, one loss. With 21 of his wins coming by knockout, he regains the IBF, WBO, WBA, and IBO titles. Andy Ruiz uh, drops to 33-2 and two with 22 knockouts. Um, I scored the fight 118-110. I gave uh, rounds 2-8 and eight to uh, Ruiz. That's it. Uh, the rest of the fight I gave to uh, AJ. A um, couple of uh, observe uh, things I've observed. Um, some points, all right? First of all, Anthony Joshua. I think he looked he looked great. I mean, uh, you know, as far as boxing. Uh, if you're looking for a, uh, a fighter to just go out there and, uh, uh, you know, destroy his opponent, you, not, you didn't get that with tonight's fight. Uh, he looked good, uh, weighing in at 237 pounds. Uh, I would love to see him come in around 240. I, I know he looked good, and I know it's only three pounds. He looked a little thinner around the midsection. I'd like to see him a little, little chunky around the midsection. Not fat, uh, not in terms of chunk like uh, Andy Ruiz. But Andy Ruiz did not look like he was tired or anything. Uh, it just was a uh, good boxing uh, lesson 
uh, for uh, AJ. Uh, a couple of points I want to make. Number one, I don't know if uh, you thought this uh, like I did, but the truth of the matter is, is no disrespect to Andy Ruiz. I like Andy Ruiz. You know, he's a, he's a, a breath of fresh air in a heavyweight division, and I think he's going to get another big fight. I already predicted to my man Mitch this outcome. I thought it would be a, a late-round stoppage, but I predicted AJ would win. And the other thing I predicted was Aunt, Andy, bleh, Andy Ruiz, I'm sorry, will be fighting Deontay Wilder after Wilder's Tyson Fury fight. Guaranteed. Guaranteed those two are going to fight. Um, as far as uh, uh, AJ, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. Um, uh, you know, everybody's going to compare Deontay with AJ again. Um, here's the thing. Anthony Joshua, if he fights discipline like he fought tonight, is going to beat Deontay Wilder. However, if he gets caught with one shot from Deontay Wilder, well, Deontay Wilder, too many scotches tonight. If he uh, uh, gets caught by one solid shot by Wilder, uh, he's going to sleep. I mean, um, I thought Ruiz heard him a couple of times today. Um, one thing that really bothered me, they were talking about Andy Ruiz as this, oh, if he gets him, uh, like, like he was a killer, like he was a knockout artist. He's not. Out of his 33 wins, only 22 uh, of his wins came by knockout. That means 11 of his wins uh, were by decision. I think that Styles makes fights. You guys have heard me say AJ's biggest weakness is fighting shorter guys. And when you fight a shorter guy like Ruiz, who actually has hand speed and some pop, I'm not saying he doesn't have any pop, but uh, you know when you combine all of that, you can see why uh, uh, Anthony Joshua lost the first fight. Also, uh, the main reason, uh, he took uh, Ruiz lightly. Let's be real. That, that's that's the truth. He took him lightly. Um, so Ruiz uh, is the same Ruiz. Um, he got to uh, bask as a uh, world champion for, for several months, but he is what he is. The thing that bothers me is all of his power shots are behind the head. They're illegal punches. I can't believe Luis uh, Pabon... Uh, did not warn him. Um, it was clear. You know, AJ complained about it. If you go back, uh, a lot of his victories that he won by knockout, every single fighter uh, will complain that he hit behind the head. He did it in the first fight. It's how he rocked uh, uh, AJ. And in this fight, he I thought he hurt AJ, and the shot came from behind the head. If you notice... Uh, I think it was uh, I think it was in the second or third round. If you notice, after that, AJ was protecting himself from that until the later rounds when Ruiz was uh, connecting with the behind the head shot again. Uh, every time uh, 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 AJ went to hold or get in tight uh, and smother uh, Ruiz, he would come back with the behind the head shot. And I think the referee should have warned him. You know, that's an illegal punch. It's an illegal punch, uh, whether it's effective or not. I was a little surprised that. Uh, Ruiz didn't try to go to the body um, a little more. Uh, possibly would have slowed uh, AJ's movement down. Uh, but basically, you know, they were saying he was chasing him around the ring. I, I don't know if he was so many so much chasing him around the ring, but he was spinning him around the ring. That's for sure. Uh, um, Andy Ruiz stayed in the center of the ring uh, most of the fight. But for the most part, I thought it was entertaining. You know, I I. I I enjoy when a fighter loses and then comes back and wins the fight and you see improvement. And we clearly saw some improvement uh, tonight with AJ. I think that he's disciplined and I showed it. I think it sh he showed his discipline. Um, as far as uh, all the talk about getting a new trainer, I still believe eh, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. 
Um, you know, I, I thought that with Sean Porter and his father, and, and they proved me wrong. But, uh, but maybe AJ needs uh, somebody else in the ring uh, with him, you know, training, I, I should say, behind, you know, uh, outside of the ring, but in the gym uh, with, uh, with Bracken. I, I just think that maybe uh, they should uh, uh, consider that. Real quickly, uh, we're going to be talking about this fight uh, all night, but uh, the truth of the matter is, is uh, like I said, the two rounds that I personally scored for uh, uh, Andy Ruiz was round two, which was a close round. Uh, and then uh, uh, round uh, number uh, uh, eight, I also gave to uh, Ruiz. Uh, the card was billed as uh, uh, five heavyweight fights. We got to see two other fights I'm not going to really get into uh, as filler. Um, for the most part, first of all, I love the fact that DAZN uh, broadcasts this fight during the day. I, I, I wish every fight was like this. I really do. Uh, it'll be curious uh, to see what kind of numbers they did. But, um, you know, as far as uh, the fight card itself, eh, I, I'm not so sure it was a great card. I, I enjoyed the uh, uh, Povetkin fight. Uh, but, uh, you know, as far as uh, uh, the rest of the card, eh, I don't know. There were a lot of overmatches. The first fight, uh, Majidov uh, improved to 2-0 uh, and with two knockouts. Uh, when he stopped uh, Tom Little at 1 minute and 49 seconds of the second round. Uh, Little was down uh, in the second round, and uh, when he got hit uh, in the top of the head, and that was the end of that, referee Stephen Gravy uh, stopped the fight. Stephen Gray, I'm sorry. Um, you know, it, it seemed he was down. Uh, Little got up. Uh, he was getting knocked around a bit. Uh, I don't disagree with the stoppage. Uh, it was inevitable. It was going to happen. Uh, Hergovic uh, improved to uh, uh, 10-0 with eight knockouts uh, with his knockout victory over uh, Eric Merlina. Uh, the, the win came at uh, two minutes and three seconds of the third round. Uh, Molina was down uh, via a body shot in the second round. He was also uh, down in the third when he got knocked out. Um it also seemed like he was down in the first, but uh, Ian John Lewis, who was the referee, uh, did not uh, uh, call it. Molina drops to uh, 27 and 6. All six of his losses uh, came uh, via knockout. Uh, he did challenge for a world title twice um, and lost to uh, Wilder and Anthony Joshua. Uh, like I said, Hervik uh, improves to uh, 10 and 0 with eight knockouts. Dillian White returned to the ring. 271.1 pounds, Dillian White was. Um, I know he had a short camp for this fight against uh, Moritz Wach, uh, but uh, Dillian White, if he wants to, uh, you know, he's crying that he uh, needs to get, you know, a top, top fight. He's got to get into top, top shape. I mean, uh, uh, he was huffing and puffing. He was clearly out of gas. Wach was coming on in the uh, last couple of rounds of that fight. And uh, White, I think, was lucky that he stayed off, off the canvas. Um, you know, he uh, uh, improved to 27-1 with eight knockouts when he won a unanimous decision over Walk. Walk drops to 35-6 uh, and six with 19 knockouts. Um, one, uh, I'm sorry, 98-93, uh, two of the judges scored it, and the third had it 97-92, uh, uh, all uh, in favor of uh, Dillian White. Uh, who improves to uh, 27 wins uh, and one loss with 18 uh, knockouts. His only uh, loss came at the hands of uh, uh, Anthony Joshua back in 2015. Uh, and an extremely uh, exciting fight. 
Alexander Povetkin, 40-year-old Alexander Povetkin, um, you know, uh, made an exciting fight with Michael Hunter. I thought he won the fight. I scored the fight 116-112 for Povetkin. Uh, but unfortunately, I wasn't the official uh, score because uh, one judge had it 115-113 for Povetkin. One judge had it 115-113 for Hunter. And what do you suppose the third judge had it? You guessed it, 114-114. That was the American judge, by the way. Uh, it was a split draw. Um, uh, you know, Hunter came on strong uh, in the first round. He also came on strong in the last couple of rounds. Uh, but for the most part, I thought Povetkin controlled the fight. I think Povetkin uh, uh, is in great shape at 40 years old. He's slow. I mean, he always was. Uh, and I, I think that Hunter did hurt him a bit, which surprised me. Um, but uh, nonetheless, of, of 18, of his, uh, Michael Hunter's 18 wins, only 12 were by knockout. And he fought most of his career so far at cruiserweight. So I was a little uh, uh, surprised at that. But uh, nonetheless... Uh, it was uh, a so-so card, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, you know, let's uh, let's be real. Um, the main event was exciting, and like I said, I liked the Pivetkin-Hunter fight, but every other fight on that card was uh, a mismatch. Um, you know, Saudi Arabia, very interesting uh, seeing that. Uh, it was also interesting to find out that there was no alcohol served, so I made sure that I had enough uh, for everybody that was in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, can you believe that uh, how many Brits travel? I mean, is there any better fans than the boxing fans out of England? They travel all over for their fighters. You know, uh, us in, a, in America here, you know, we have a tendency to uh, sit around and watch from our, uh, uh, from our couches, you know. So uh, uh, in any event, it was uh, an exciting fight. Uh, Anthony Joshua, now where is he going to go from here? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Of course, we all want to see him fight. Uh, Deontay Wilder, uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't think it's going to happen at all. I'll get into Deontay Wilder a little bit later. Um, we will uh, get a hold of uh, uh, my man Dax Khan is scheduled to join us, uh, as well as Alex Papali, maybe even Emily Harney. Uh, my man Sal Rocky Senecola, we're going to try to get a hold of him, but he's doing another show somewhere else, so uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll take a short break here, and when we come back, we'll get... Uh, Dax Khan's thoughts, so don't go nowhere. Billy C. will be right back.
Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Uh, hey, listen, don't forget, man, uh, when you're eating something, you know, whatever you're eating, barbecue chicken, fried uh, chicken, pizza, burgers, you got to get some of Kenny Bears. Check it out, man. Uh, uh, go to southerngourmetspice.com. Uh, I, I just had to reach out to my man, uh, uh, Kenny Bear. And I said, uh, hey, Ken, I'm running low on stuff, man. He says, oh, you need some more stuff? I said, yeah, I got to cook some burgers later, and and I'm out of my stuff. So he's going to send me another bottle of uh, Kenny Bear's barbecue rub. Trust me when I tell you, it tastes great on everything. Joining me right now uh, to get his thoughts uh, of the fight is my man Dax Khan. What's up, Dax? Hey, how's everybody doing? Doing well, man. What'd you think of the fight? Um... Well, one, Andy Ruiz, you know, what do you say? I mean, you know, it's kind of embarrassing that you've uh, become a a Charles Martin or a uh, a Buster Douglas or Hasim Rahman or anybody else that they were actually comparing him to. You know, Andy Ruiz, um, he came in there and he's a better fighter than what we've seen tonight. But Andy Ruiz had no, no game plan too, was even capable of switching up his game plan a little bit. You know, uh, Anthony Joshua, he changed his style. Um, you know, he slimmed down a little bit, which is great. Uh, you can tell definitely by the third or fourth round, Bill, he had a lot more stamina than we're used to seeing from Anthony Joshua. You know, remember, you look at his past fights, usually by the fourth or fifth round, he's breathing out of his mouth. He's huffing and puffing. You know, tonight, uh, you know, he did well. But what he didn't do tonight is he didn't seem all that confident. And being the boss, you know, when you compare him to guys in the past, whether or not you, you compare him to, you know, Muhammad Ali in his rematch with Joe Frazier, whether or not you want to compare, uh, you know, to Evander Holyfield in his rematch against uh, Riddick Bowe, or you want to compare Lennox Lewis in both his rematches to Oliver McCall or uh, Hasim Rahman. You know, they came out, they took charge of the fight, they, they wanted to prove they were the boss. Anthony Joshua seemed very unsure of himself in there at times. There was even the one round where he had a couple good rounds, and the round ended. Uh, Andrew Ruiz happened to catch him with that good shot, and uh, Anthony Joshua looks at his corner, and he kind of shrugs his shoulders and lifts his hands. You know, I, I don't know if he's uh, really, truly mentally over that defeat the last time. He kind of seemed a little worried about getting punched all the time. I don't know, man. Uh, first of all, I- I'll say this, all right? And and I'm surprised at you, Dax, really, because, you know, all during the Klitschko era, you know, you were pointing out all the statistics, uh, uh, how many rounds he won, he virtually won. I, I think there was a I- – I remember you coming up with a stat at one point where – he had fought for almost a decade, and, and you could make the argue, argument that he didn't even lose a round in, in, in eight years or something like that. And, and I, you know, the, the uh, relationship between uh, Klitschko and, and AJ, I, I think what we saw tonight, the discipline, and I, and I believe it, that's really was the difference, was the discipline from, uh, from Anthony Joshua 
that proved to be to be the difference. And and there's nothing wrong with that because he would need discipline to fight a Deontay Wilder for sure. As far as Andy Ruiz, I mean, no disrespect to him. Everyone loves Andy Ruiz. But he, Andy Ruiz has been the same fighter for his whole career. They were making him like he was a, a, a bombs-away knockout puncher, which he wasn't. You know, he did knock out AJ. But before that, I mean, 11 of his wins weren't by knockout. I, I think we saw Andy Ruiz. This is the same Andy Ruiz we always saw. And what we saw tonight was it was an upgraded version of Anthony Joshua. He added more. And, again, I'm happy that he got rid of that bulk. Um, he improved the stamina. He just seemed very unsure of himself. He didn't seem that confident. He, he fought a disciplined fight, and you have to congratulate him on that. And you only have to assume – He's going to continue getting better from this, from this change. This is just a preview of the Anthony Joshua in the future. But is it or is it not? Again, when you mention these other guys, they they came back with like a point to prove like they were the boss. Anthony Joshua, even when um he would land a really hard shot, he seemed a little um nervous about stepping in. Now, you shouldn't go in there reckless because that's what kind of got him knocked out the last time. But, you know, he didn't stick around either to make sure that um he was still in control of the fight. He was so worried about what the, what the uh what was coming back at him. Now, when you go in there against other guys a little bit more rounded than Andy Ruiz, you're not going to be able to be so hesitant. And his jab, the difference between a Klitschko or a Lennox Lewis or something like that, you know, guys like that, big guys like that, their jabs were were controlling jabs. Anthony Joshua was, was more like a flicker jab, but Lennox Lewis and especially Vladimir Klitschko, when he threw out that jab, that stopped guys in, in their tracks. I don't care who it was. When, it, when they landed that hard jab, it stopped guys in their tracks. Anthony Joshua was just kind of flickering that jab. So I really don't know what to make of him off this fight. He has his belts now. Uh, once again, he's a two-time um, heavyweight champion. How long that lasts, I really don't know. You know, I, I, I thought I hate to be. I don't want to be sounding no, no. really critical, but no. you know, I just I wasn't. I was impressed with the stamina. I was impressed with the discipline. I just he just did not seem like a really overly confident Anthony Joshua. No, of course. Listen, any fighter that gets knocked out that that tastes his first defeat is going to be a little tentative. Dax, I've said it all along for for several years now. The worst thing, he, Anthony Joshua's biggest weakness is facing guys that are way smaller than him. You know that. He's always had trouble with those kinds of guys. And when you add the hand speed, let's face it, Ruiz has got fast hands. And he, it's not like he has no power. He has accumulation power. I'm not so sure he's got, you know, a one-punch knockout uh, type of a power, you know, crush his opponent. I don't think that. I think that he 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 uh, lands an accumulation of three or four shots that'll put his opponents down. But uh, uh, I I think that it, you know AJ was fighting tentative. He he had to get the confidence. There was a couple of points in that fight where I thought that he was going to you know exchange and go toe to toe and forget the discipline. And uh, somewhere along the line, it it clicked. Oh wait wait, take a step back. You know and. Uh, I think that's ring savvy, ring intelligence, to be honest with you. Oh, absolutely it is. It Absolutely it is. And I'm not really trying to knock Anthony Joshua, so I just keep re, uh, reinstating that. It's just that Anthony Joshua just did not seem all that confident of himself when he had a guy who was, true, uh, you know, just very one-dimensional and not in the best of shape. Now, as for the Klitschko brothers... 
the the stats on the, that stat on the Klitschko brothers is Vladimir Klitschko never had a close fight. His two losses were, you know, by by stoppage, but he never had a close fight. The the you know the amazing thing about Vitaly Klitschko is Vitaly Klitschko was never behind on a scorecard in his whole career. The two losses that he suffered were um, the 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 one against Chris Bird was due to the shoulder injury, and he was he was way ahead, and he was ahead against Lennox Lewis. Uh, Vitaly Klitschko was never behind on the scorecards. He never lost. Um, he's lost rounds, but he was never behind in a fight, which is amazing. He was never behind in a fight ever. Who? Uh, either, Vitaly Klitschko. I, I, no, I know, but I was. I don't know how many times uh, Vlad was uh, behind in a fight either. To be honest with you. I, I really don't know, but um, the thing is saying about Vladimir is Vladimir never had a close fight. It was never like a majority decision. It was never a split decision. You know, when the Klitschko brothers won, they won. If you wanted to take the Klitschko brothers out of their game, if you wanted to change, you had to force them to do it, and nobody was really able to do that. With Vlad, you had to knock him out or you weren't beating him, except for, you know, later on with Tyson Fury, which is at the tail end of his career. As uh, with, with uh, Vitaly, it was... You know, you, you just had to hope for the best. You had to go in there and just say, you know what? I hope for some reason um, somebody's blessed upon me with superpowers and I knock this guy out because that was the only way that was going to happen. You know, that, that's what separates them. Can Anthony Joshua be that guy one day? Maybe he can. I don't know. But right now we just have to see. Uh, this is just the um, – remember, this is his first fight back after the knockout loss. So we have to really see what's to come. Right now he has his belts back. Let's see what Anthony Joshua does next. Well, I mean, uh, who do you think he's going to fight next? I think he's going to probably fight, you know, um, and I'm not going to criticize him if he does. More than likely, you know, it's going to be, um, you know, a good opponent, but nobody that's, you know, like a big killer because um, I still think that his confidence is not fully there yet. Or, you know, what could happen is Eddie Hearn, who knows what Eddie Hearn can do and say um, Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua, they go against each other next and – um. Alexander Usyk, he beats the version of Anthony Joshua tonight, and he would certainly beat Andy Ruiz tonight. Uh, Deontay Wilder? No, uh, Usyk. You know, Usyk has that. Uh, now, Anthony Joshua has that WBO title. Alexander Usyk, at any point in time, can say to himself, "I want that fight," and Anthony Joshua has no choice but to defend the belt against Usyk or he'd be stripped. That's the WBO rule. Whether or not Eddie Hearn allows that because they share the same promoter, I don't know, but that's possible. Other than that, I think, you know, look for um, Anthony Joshua to face somebody, you know, the lower 15, the lower 20, I don't know, maybe um, Hunter. Uh, uh, maybe a Pulev, um, maybe an Oscar Rebus or, or somebody like that. I, I really don't know. I, I don't see him fighting anybody really dangerous just yet. I think that uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him fight uh, a Hunter or uh, somebody along those lines next. Um, you know, Anthony Joshua, uh, I'm saying. Uh, as far as uh, Usyk, I I'm not so sure. Uh, we'll have to see. We have to see if Usyk can handle a shot from a real uh, heavyweight. I, hey, how about Usyk and uh, Ruiz? I, I don't know. But uh, some other fights on that card. What was your thoughts on the uh, uh, Povetkin fight, Alexander Povetkin against Michael Hunter? I scored the fight for Povetkin, to be honest with you. I had it 116-112. How would you, how'd you see that fight? I, yeah, I, th I thought um, he edged it out a little bit. Um, I just Michael Hunter, who's a very talented fighter, 
the heavyweight division is not for him, in my opinion. And you know, the the the, uh, the heavyweight division is um, more or less the power is the difference. You can see with the punches that um, Povetkin landed that hurt him. That um, you know, this one, these guys that are a lot bigger and a lot younger with a lot more power, they hit him. Whether or not it's an Anthony Joshua or gosh forbid, uh, you know, a Deontay Wilder, something like that, then you know, um, this guy's this kid's gonna go to sleep. I don't know if he can make uh, the cruiserweight limit. And uh, no, um, in the um, Vitaly Klitschko and Lennox Lewis fight, Vitaly Klitschko was ahead on the cards. He was always ahead on the cards. Um, Talk to somebody in the chat room. Uh, Dillian White. Both you and myself have been big fans of Dillian White, and you've been a fan for him actually longer than me. Um, he came in, he fought Maurice Wach. Uh I was ringside. They were talking about the, the fight when Wach. Uh, knocked out Kevin McBride. I, I was ringside for that. I thought he killed him. Uh, they, they, uh, yeah. Ke Kevin McBride. <laughs> they wheeled, they wheeled him by me in the stretcher. I was like, I thought he killed him. Um, but uh, uh, it was an interesting fight. I, 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 Dillian White got rocked in that fight, Dax. There was no question about it. He was uh, way overweight. I, he fights like that against any of the other fighters that are ahead of him. Uh, he does not come out uh, as as the victor for sure. He did uh, uh, improve to twenty seven and one. He wasn't in shape. I think he might have underestimated Wok. He took some uh, uh, hard shots. What was your thoughts of his performance? And should we see him get better? Because his last couple of fights, he kind of looked the same, overweight. They were against uh, uh, not so dangerous. Uh, well, Oscar Rivas is dangerous, but same kind of uh, skill set. And this is a guy that theoretically is the WBC interim champion. Um, what's your thoughts? Um, like Andy Ruiz, it was, wasn't even uh, it was about six months ago the last time he fought, and he came in about 10, 12, 13, 14 pounds heavier than the last time. And he didn't have, neither one of these guys had um, a lot of notice before this fight was made. Um, and Walk, he's always had a granite chin. Maybe Dillian White underestimated that. I don't know. We have spoke about this before where I said it seems like Dillian White will fight up to his level of competition um, against Derek Chisora, who is a warrior. Derek Chisora, um, you know, you don't want to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with that guy. I don't care who you are, but um, he's not exactly the best boxer. Dillian White is levels above him in boxing ability, except he's chose to go toe-to-toe -to -toe and go to war with him. Now when you see him in the fights against a, uh, a Lucas Brown that was a more meaningful fight or uh, with Joseph Parker, then you see in a different version of Dillian White. So he's hard to read. I really don't know. When Dillian White is on his game plan, when he when he's in shape and he's on weight, he's one of the best heavyweights in the world. Um, you know, but... You know he's a knockout victim for all the uh, uh, knockout victim waiting to happen against the best heavyweights in the world. You know only Dillian White. Um, we'll only know until he actually gets up there against one of these other champions. But right now, uh, Dillian White. You know he's maybe he's getting frustrated with the sport bill because he's not getting his shot. You know he's been that mandatory number one for quite some time. Well, I think that just goes to show you, uh, you know how these sanctioning bodies play games. You know uh, uh, they did the same thing. Uh, in the uh, in, in the super middleweight the light heavyweight division, I should say, uh, the WBC did the same thing uh, with uh, Superman uh, when he held the uh, light heavyweight uh, division, uh, or at least the WBC belt uh, hostage. And I and I think Deontay Wilder's doing the same thing. Interesting stat. Uh, we're 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 always going to be talking about Deontay Wilder. 
with the potential matchup with Anthony Joshua. But, um, Dax, uh, the rematch with Tyson Fury has been officially uh, set February 22nd. Um, what's your thoughts on that fight? How do you see that falling out? Once again, Deontay Wilder will have to knock him out. And which is with, with you know with that amazing power that Deontay Wilder has, you know it's um, likely. I mean, it could happen in the first round, could happen in the twelfth round. Uh, Tyson Fury has shown to have a better chin than any of us expected. We've seen that in the last one. But um, unless he knocks uh, Tyson Fury out, Tyson Fury is just going to outbox him easily. Tyson Fury, still, I'll say this is skill-wise the best heavyweight in the world. You know his height. His speed, his unorthodox style, that amazing footwork for a man that big. He is truly the best heavyweight in the world, and he has a great chin. So it's just a matter of these guys getting in the ring with Tyson Fury. And Tyson Fury, every time we think a lot of the criticisms about the you know the WWE stint, and we always seem to think, well, maybe he's not concentrating on boxing. But look at all the things that he's come back from. That guy... Um, not just you know is he, does he have all the physical attributes, but mentally he's probably one of the, he's probably you know the most mentally strong heavyweight there is in the world right now. You know it's interesting because everybody says what a great chin he has, and they use the fact that he he got up in, in that fight against Deontay Wilder when we all thought he was dead. I, I don't know how he got up. It's a, it's 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 a miracle, okay? But the truth of the matter is is what defines a great chin: the fact that you get knocked down and you get back up. Or, or the fighters that take these hellacious shots and don't go down. You know, I watched uh, US, uh, Steve USS Cunningham uh, rock Tyson Fury, and I've always thought he had a suspect chin. I think he was in there with uh, Deontay Wilder, who's got freakish punching power, and I give Tyson Fury all the credit in the world uh, for getting up and, and finishing that fight, and I still think he won the fight, and I agree that I think that Tyson Fury is the best uh, heavyweight out there today but Deontay Wilder has this freakish power and it seems that he's learning how to take advantage of it even more which is kind of scary but I'll tell you which is really scary here's an interesting stat Dax um, the number of knockout victories and I got this from my man Mitch the number of knockout victories against top 10 rated contenders Joe Lewis was one of the greatest heavyweights of all time and Joe Lewis had 27 knockout victories against top 10 rated contenders. And keep in mind, Dax, that when Joe Lewis was a, was a heavyweight, there were only 10 top 10 heavyweights. You know, today, uh, you got four major sanctioning bodies with potentially 10 different top 10 heavyweights in each one. So you could have 40 top 10 heavyweights. How many knockout victories against top 10 rated uh, contenders has Deontay Wilder amassed yeah you have a you have a point there but no no I, I will give me a number Joe Lewis had 27 how many, again Deontay Wilder how many fights does he have 42, against, 43, against like top that? against top 10 rated contenders Joe Lewis I, had 27 I, I'd say let me see um Obviously, you know, the, the Ruiz ones, um, Spilka is one, um, then we have Areola, uh, Washington was raided at some point in time, uh, Stavern was a belt holder, whether or not, um, no matter what you think of him, then you have Malik Scott, um, I don't know, I'd have to get back to you, i have to think about Dominic Brazil, oh, you know, speaking of uh, that with Dominic Brazil, going to that uh, statement you were making real quick on what defines a 
a solid chin. Um, being able to get up or um, being able to take the punches without going down. I remember having a conversation with you several times about Dominic Brazil and me saying, you know, he doesn't really have a good chin. And you said to me, oh, he has a great chin. He, he just because he goes down, he keeps getting back up. You know, so 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 when you're uh, uh, up until Deontay Wilder, so um, and Anthony Joshua, you know, who are both you know big monster punchers. So in your opinion, what what defines that great chin? Well, I think I I, I think that a, a fighter that can take uh, a punch, I think Povetkin showed a great chin tonight. Um, you know, he took some solid shots and and he he was in in trouble and he didn't go down. Um, you know, that's what I think. Uh, you know, can show, can prove a a, a sturdy beard. Uh, the guy that doesn't go down. Um, but then again, you could make the argument that he gets up. Um, you know, is that a solid chin or is that uh, a lot of heart or 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 rec uh, quick recovery powers? Uh, nobody had faster recovery power, in my opinion, than Evander Holyfield. You know, so um, I I don't know. But the answer to your question, I mean, the answer to my question. Deontay Wilder beat two top 10 rated contenders at the time in which he fought them. Um, Ortiz was one of them. Uh, and Stavern doesn't count because he was the champion the first fight. He wasn't rated the second time. Uh, and uh, Ariola wasn't in the top 10 either. He was in the top 12. Uh, yeah, so. and, and maybe Klitschko is, is for, you know, we're, we're just speaking about heavyweights. I'd, I'd probably have to say that uh, Vladimir Klitschko ranks very close behind uh uh, Joe Lewis. Um, I think if you count his two reigns, he actually um, has more defenses in total than Joe Lewis, doesn't he? Or, or, or are they the same? Yeah, or he's been in more title fights than Joe Lewis. Who, Wilder? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, you're talking about Klitschko. Uh, you're talking about Klitschko. Yeah, yeah, Klitschko. I, I think um, I know that uh, he beat at least 15 to 16, um, you know, genuine top contenders, you know, and uh, champions. So it uh, has to be um, Joe Lewis, then Klitschko next, no? No, I think uh, Larry Holmes was next. Uh, Larry Larry Holmes was uh, was uh, about to tie um, uh, his record, I thought, um, and, and lost. I, I I thought it was Larry Holmes. No, I thought that was Marciano's record. Well, no, that was, that was, that was a knockout, but... Um, I, I'm pretty sure that that wasn't it. Twenty, didn't what? Didn't um, uh, he have twenty? This wasn't successful title defenses. This was just knockout victories against top ten. But I think Joe Lewis had twenty or twenty-one, something like that. I I, that's, I, 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 th I think um, Holmes only had about fourteen or fifteen on uh, knockouts in in title fights. And uh, but I know that let me see you know you got to see Klitschko beat what Chris Bird a few times I uh, beat Samuel Peter a few times both world champions Mercer was a world champion uh, then you have guys like uh, uh, Jennings uh, you have Pavekin another world champion he beat Walk uh, uh, it was in Bragamoff then um, you know free, uh, we'd be here all night but the point is that Vladimir Klitschko wiped out that division and beat everybody at least twice you know good or bad so for almost yeah, he controlled the division for almost a decade. And uh, and that is uh, pretty impressive. Um, like you and I had talked uh, many times, if, if the guy was a little more exciting, uh, he would be the guy everyone's talking about. Yeah, one, now, now, go, oh, ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I, I was going to ask you one last thing I wanted to ask you was Daniel Jacobs against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. on December 20th. Uh, Jacobs moving up to super middleweight. What's your thoughts on this fight? I love it. 
I think we're going to see a, a different version of Danny Jacobs. Uh, we spoke about this in Vegas um, several times. Uh, that uh, wonder um, the middleweight division. How hard has it been for Danny Jacobs to make that middleweight division? And so now they uh, he's not cutting as much weight. You know, I I think that this is going to be uh, great for Danny Jacobs. And I think we're going to see a different version of Danny Jacobs. And maybe um, we'll see the Danny Jacobs that's knocking guys out again. Well, what version of uh, uh, Chavez Jr. are we going to see? I, I, I don't know. Are we going to see um, the Chavez Jr. that uh, smokes hydroplonic? Are we going to see uh, the Chavez Jr. that um, hits the bong? I, I have no idea. Um, who knows? This is boxing, Bill, and anything can happen. For all we know, the Chavez Jr. can show up in, in this phenomenal shape and just walk through uh, Danny Jacobs. But I would expect Danny Jacobs um, to go in there and, and put on a dominant performance. Chavez Jr. is also very uh, one-sided, so I think everything points into the favor of him. Uh, the one thing I was just going to ask you, what was your opinion of uh, of uh, 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 I, I never say his last name right, Her Hergogov, uh, Philippe Hergogov. Uh, he fought Eric Molina. Oh, um, yeah. I, How do you I, pronounce his last name? Somebody in the chat room tell me. I I I thought it was pronounced uh, Hergovic, um, Philip Hergovic. Um, you know, I, I he won. I uh, beat Eric Molina by a, a third round knockout, two minutes and three seconds. Molina looked like he was there for a payday. He was trying to get, uh, you know, uh, a point taken away for be hitting behind the head. I think Andy Ruiz hits behind the head more than Herrera. Uh, now you got me having a hard time doing uh, Hogervik or whatever. Philip, uh, Phil, Phil. you're slaughtering. I know, I know, I know, but I was getting better. I was getting better. Yeah, but, but usually you're slaughtering Johnson. And oh, I know, I know, I know. I can't even, I can't even. What do you think I'm Billy C for? I can't even pronounce my own last name. But, uh, but I, you know, I don't know what to think of him, Dax. I, you know, I, I think of him. Similar now, to Mario, a, Mario, the, uh, Mario in the other chat room. Her go, her go. Hergovic, 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 yeah, Hergovic. Um, the 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 her is silent. <laughs> There's no e, so just add a he, just add an e in there. It's Hergovic, you know. But uh, I I don't, I'm not crazy. You know, I, I'm not overly impressed. I think he's too slow. He stands up too straight. He got hit a few times. Molina did land a couple of shots. Those crazy overhand rights that he was landing. Um, I, you know, I, I kind of see him as a as a better-looking Pulev, <laughs> to tell you the truth, uh, I don't know why. Do you do you think? Am I wrong? Do you see him going places? No, it's just um, I, I think he's a, a solid fighter. He has that um, kind of that basic European style uh, that that's taught in the amateurs. Just uh, lately, there had been matter of fact, uh, Johan Duopas was came out in an interview. And Duopas had spent a lot of time with uh, Vitaly Klitschko, and he said that in their uh, their sparring sessions, there was a lot about him that reminded him of Vitaly Klitschko. So I'm um, wondering maybe uh, this kid can actually develop into something special because he does have um, you know genuine power. He uh, he's big. He's not um, over. He's about six six, six five and a half. Um, you know he is a bronze medalist. So um, I'm wondering is this is this somebody we should uh, really keep an eye on? Or is he just, you know, another one of these guys uh, from the European amateur uh, system that is really one-dimensional and, you know, he's going to fade out quick or become another Pulev who is um, always teeters somewhere in that number five area but just really can't seem to get over that hump? 
I, you know, I, I like all of these young fighters that are uh, coming our way from the heavyweight division. And the one thing that is, is you know, a fact is that the more there are, the more we're going to see them fight each other. You know, the uh, Daniel Dubois, uh, you know, they're rising to the top. And they're, all of a sudden, they're going to have to start, like now, they're going to have to start fighting these top guys. So we'll really get a feel on them. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll, I mean, listen, these heavyweight fights tonight, let's be honest, this is almost like a Rolling Stones uh, farewell tour. You know, Pavekin's 40, uh, Molina's 37-38, Walk um, is almost is pushing 40. Well, Walk was impressive. He's going to get himself another fight. Uh, I, I mean, he was impressive. That's why, that's, why, that, that's why I compared it to another Rolling Stones uh, farewell tour. You know, just as long as these guys look good tonight, you know, they're going to continue to get paydays and they're not going to go away when they should be retiring. You know, I'd like to see a Walk fight a Daniel Dubois or – or, you know, Hergovic, you know, gets in there with a walk. He, maybe he's in trouble, you know. Uh, uh, so, I, I don't know. I'd, I, you know, Dillian White in there, you know, people think, well, Dillian White's the next level, you know, he's a better level fighter, but he was out of shape. That fight, I, although it was all Dillian White, um, that fight it could have been a disaster for Dillian White. I thought that was a dangerous fight for Dillian White. After halfway through that fight, I said to myself, I don't know if he, you know, he wasn't in good enough shape for Walk. I, I mean, they both came in uh, out of shape, but uh, uh, I, I don't know. But, hey, listen, I got one another question. I, I know that the other one was I said was my last, but this is my last about a fight that uh, was scheduled end of December. Uh, uh, you know, Tank Davis, Javante Davis, is going to be taking on Uriarcus Gamboa. You know I've always been a fan of Gamboa. He's been uh, up and down. Uh, with his career, you know, he's fantastic offensive fighter, but defensively uh, is his biggest weakness. He steps in there with Javante Davis, who's uh, offensive-minded. I mean, this is a guy that's got hand speed and, and some pop. Um, what's your thoughts? I mean, is this going to be a, a showcase fight for Davis, or does Gamboa have a shot? Now, one of the kids um, in the gym last night, the Newburgh Hook Elite gym last night, Tyrone, he was asking me about this fight. Um, he was trying to figure out whether or not Gamboa would be able to trouble Davis at all. And I was honest. I said, you know, this is more or less a hand-picked uh, opponent for Davis because Gamboa hasn't looked good in a long time. Terrence Crawford, how many years ago, was brutalized for fighting um, uh, Gamboa. How much criticism did he get for fighting Gamboa? All he ever heard was, oh yeah, he knocked out a blown up super featherweight. He knocked out a blown up super featherweight. Now we have, you know, this is what, four or five years later, and then uh, Tank Davis is, is fighting him. So, there's nothing about this fight really that appeals to me. Of course, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the card, but in terms of um, Gamboa being competitive, absolutely not. And uh, Davis going out there and blowing him out is going to prove nothing. Well, you know, Davis uh, may be avoiding some other big fights. There's some other huge fights uh, uh, in that yeah, division. I'm not even. I'm not even saying that. Getting into that, I'm just saying, you know, this this opponent right here is just when you're when you're at the top of uh, your division and you're trying to be one of the best fighters in the world and break into that pound for pound list and be, you know, spoken with the names of, you know, like a, a you know, like Canelo or or a Usyk or those or uh, Lomachenko. You got to be doing better than what he's been doing in his last four or five fights. Can Gamboa win the fight? No. No, no. He doesn't he doesn't throw as many punches as he used to. He doesn't um 
have the stamina that he used to, and he certainly doesn't have the chin to uh, take uh, Davis's power. Gamboa, even in his prime at his best, used to hit the deck a lot. So. His, his last fight, he beat Roman Martinez. Um, Roman Martinez has a lot of miles on him. You know, I, I wish I wish his miles were frequent flyer miles. <laughs> Dax, great job as usual. And uh, I'll be looking forward to you next time, brother. All right. And um, shout out to our, our resident. Not only is he our, our moderator, but he is now our official resident translator. Fat Apples in the chat room. It is pronounced me, Loso, bitch. <laughs> yeah, he does. F.A. does a great job in, in the chat room. That's for sure. And, and he deserves right. a shout out for sure. Dax, I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right. Yeah, it's a good thing. We got people in the chat room that are uh, uh, smart enough to, to help us uh, with the pronunciations. Uh, don't forget about getting yourself a bottle of Kenny Bears barbecue rub. Just go to southerngourmetspice.com. Uh, it's the only stuff I put on everything I eat. And, you know, I'm a fat bastard. I eat a lot of stuff. Hey, listen, I'm going to take a short break. And when we come back, uh, we're scheduled to have uh, uh, my man Alex Papali join us. So uh, don't go nowhere. Hey, fight fans. Check out KOFantasyBoxing.com. KO Fantasy Boxing is boxing's only trademarked fantasy game. Check it out, www.kofantasyboxing.com. Select your own gym, your own fighters. Track them through a season that can last from three months to a year, depending upon which league you join. You got to check this out, man. www.kofantasyboxing.com. Join it today. Again, www.kofantasyboxing.com. And tell them Billy C sent you. The one, the only, Don King. Makes me feel good, Billy, to have you, the number one show in the country, talking boxing with Billy. So I invite each and every American that's listening to this great show to tune in. We want you to be there with Billy and me. Now back to Talking Boxing with Billy C., the only radio host man enough to take a punch from Mike Tyson. Wait a minute, man. Hold, hold, hold on there, Jeremy. Man. Uh, I need you to take this one, all right? Wait. What? What? No way. I, I, I can't do this. Need I remind you I'm Billy C., damn it. Now put on that mustache and get in there. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm Billy C. <laughs> Crap. The undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. It's Talking Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And I was glad that all during that break we had the camera right on my man Alex Perpali and all his fun that he's having at his house. It's you, Alex. You're on the air and you're live in front of all of our audience. Thank you for being so paying attention to the show and not having any distractions while you're ready to do the show. We appreciate that here. How you doing tonight? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there ain't distractions. Well, you said it was just audio. Yeah, um, it is just audio. Thank God. Okay, so whatever. Um, what's your thoughts on the fight? AJ, Andy Ruiz, do you have any thoughts? Billy C., um, I really enjoyed the fight. Um, I did not think it was all that thrilling. 
I do think that uh, Joshua did what he needed to do. Um, it could have been, it certainly would have been nice if it was more of a resounding victory. I kind of expected him to do what Hasim Rahman did. I mean, what uh, Lennox Lewis did versus Hasim Rahman, rather, when he showed, look, that was a fluke that night in South Africa, and look, I'm back. Um, Joshua didn't quite do that, uh, but he did show, look, I can execute a game plan, I can concentrate, and I could uh, master this guy who really showed some major vulnerabilities in me back in June. Um, and I think he did a good job with it. I thought that it would have been nice if he, but I, I think he did what he had to do because Billy C, let's face it, he's chinny. That's why he didn't take these risks. He knows that if he took those risks and he stayed in close and mixed it up, even as chubby as uh, Ruiz was, that he's got those quicker hands in close He'd get him in trouble again. So he didn't want to ever let that those dimensions uh, reoccur, and he didn't. He was effective in doing that. There's no question that he's chinny. And, um, you know, the, the he always was, and I think that he relied on his own punching power to supersede uh, the vulnerability of, of his own chin. Andy Ruiz showed that by getting in his face and landing punches – you know, combination punches, accurate punches with some pop uh, put him in trouble and he needed to change his game. And he showed us tonight that he was capable of doing it. The discipline he displayed, I, I think, is going to go a long way. It's just unfortunate that in today's world of boxing, you know, we, we, we give the kudos to a guy like AJ uh, for learning something like discipline that in years gone by, they already had learned that before they became a champion. But that's a whole nother story. As far as Andy Ruiz goes, since when did he become the crusher? Since when did he become the guy you got to watch out for? I mean, of his, 20, of his 33 wins, 22 knockouts, 11 of the wins came by decision against nondescript opposition. This isn't a power puncher. This is an accumulation accurate puncher that that shocked Anthony Joshua on a night that he clearly was uh, Mike Tyson versus Buster Douglas. He underestimated Andy Ruiz, and Andy Ruiz took advantage of it. Andy Ruiz showed tonight, Alex, that he's the same Andy Ruiz that he's been uh, for the total of 35 professional fights. Um, you know, uh, I think Anthony Joshua showed that he was able to change a little and improve. I, I think that fighters, ben I let me rephrase it. I, I like to see a fighter lose when they can benefit from that loss, and I think AJ did. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think he did. But I, I think I would disagree a little with, uh, or not disagree, but I, I agree with you that Andy Ruiz is not a huge puncher, and that's not what makes him dangerous. What makes him especially dangerous to a guy like Anthony Joshua is how quick his hands are and how where he's able to fight. He's able to fight in very close, and I think that's going to be – that's definitely a positive for Usyk is that and, – and it would be if you were able to take, you know, what we love always to do is talk about having a time machine, and if you took guys from different eras, 
I think that's why all these guys would have a lot of vulnerability to a guy like Mike Tyson because a guy who's got shorter arms but can close distance really quickly and explode quickly and use short punches like hooks and uppercuts would kill all these guys, cream all these heavyweights. They're all vulnerable to do that from that kind of fighter. And Ruiz can do that, even though he's not a huge puncher. When you add uh, Joshua's uh, questionable chin in there, he can do damage because you're still getting hit by heavyweight. But you're right. I think one of the major things that was unfortunate about this, and we got the news yesterday, really, when they got on the scale, unless that was like a 15-pound sombrero, um, I really think that uh, Ruiz didn't take the training camp seriously. Alex, Alex, wait a minute. Alex, wait a minute. He didn't have a vegan lunch, okay? He certainly so, didn't. No, and and between the the heavy duty, uh, uh, you know, meat infused lunch, uh, okay. along along with you know uh, several enchiladas and tacos, and the weight of the sombrero and his pants, it, it very easily could have equaled fifteen pounds. And I also heard from an inside source that he had to go to the bathroom really, really bad, and he wasn't able to. Okay, so you add all of that together, and it came out to be 15 pounds. He did not look like he was any heavier than he was in the last fight when he was in the ring. I don't know. I thought his stomach did look a little larger, but, you know, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I know I, I have problems. <laughs> his stomach looked larger. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> come on, I, man. I, come on. You, you, had, you got some water. You got some water in your lungs, okay? I, I mean, come on. Come on. I have, uh, I, have, I have body image issues, so yeah. I could be wrong. But listen, I, I do think that he, um, the thing that was impressive and still was impressive, he has a hell of a chin. And that's what made him dangerous all night. And it's very clear that Joshua thought he was dangerous all night because he was so, he gave him so much respect. And there was a funny moment, I think it was in round nine, where um, where uh, Joshua actually, you know, clenched, clinched him and then looked into his eyes like a lover. He looked deep into his eyes um, as if you're still here. What do I have to do? Um, and there was this moment. Yeah, where- yeah. You know what the answer was? Hit him behind the head some more. Because <laughs> every power shot that, that Ruiz throws is behind the head, Alex. Well, I thought some of that was because, um, I don't know. (laughs) Why? Because he turned the wrong way? I mean, uh, every time they went in for a clinch, he hit behind the head. I'm telling you that that I think that, um, uh, and and I love Andy Ruiz. How can you not like Andy Ruiz, okay? But his punches were behind the head. They were illegal. They were illegal. I I didn't notice too many. Really? Um, I did. I did think that Anthony Joshua, one thing that Ruiz was doing that I thought was totally cool, uh, Hagler used to do it all the time. If you had a hand free and you were partially clinched, you hit the guy in the body. And there was a moment where, there was a couple of moments where Joshua sort of got stuck half bent over and Ruiz went right ahead and banged him in the side. And Joshua even kind of whined about it. And I think that's the thing. To me, you know, you can't help but even though he was fighting Andy Ruiz, you 
were also he was also fighting Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder in our minds, and quite fran- frankly, uh, uh, Alexander <laughs> Usyk, because well, you got to throw him into the mix because what's he? A short-armed, powerful heavyweight, fast-armed uh, that he could, and he has the psychology and nerves of steel that he could break down a Joshua. I don't know, man. I I think. To me, even though Joshua did something, this is rarefied air for him. He's up there with like the Floyd Pattersons, um, you know, uh, Joe Lewis, guys who regained the heavyweight crown. That's significant. But he did show that he is not the best of them. Um, I think, to you know, I think Tyson Fury is the most skilled. Deontay Wilder hits like a superhero. And then you got to say Joshua's third. Um, I, I can't argue that at this stage. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think Usyk is in the mix. I, I, I'm sorry. I, he has not beaten a, a, a legitimate good heavyweight yet. Does he have the boxing skill to, to, to frustrate and outbox, uh, an Anthony Joshua or even a Deontay Wilder? I, I, th- I I'd say the answer is yes. Uh, he's not going to outbox Tyson Fury. Um, no. But but Tyson That's Fury, Tyson Fury. Listen, the fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. As much as I'm a fan of Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, I think the fight between uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury will yield the best heavyweight in the world. Should we uh, crown a winner in that fight? Um, as far as Deontay Wilder is concerned, he has no boxing skills. Zilch. However, he's got like you, and I love the way you put it. He's got the power of a, of a superhero, and that's been great for him. And and it's all he's needed. Um, you know, you got the three headed uh, top uh, fighters in the heavyweight division, three headed dragon at a heavyweight division, and then the next level guys are like what we saw tonight, uh, Dillian White. I, I saw an overweight uh, Dillian White that that to me doesn't stand a chance with any of those top three guys. What's your thoughts? Yeah, that was caca, that fight, man. Uh, I was very surprised because I, um, well, that was a sign we got yesterday at the weigh-in, too. You know, the scale tells no lies, Billy C. (laughs) And he came in heavy, too. I don't know. I got on the scale the other day, and it said, one of you guys got to get off. It was lying. I was the only one on it. But anyway, you know. (laughs) I couldn't believe that was the same Marius Wach that um, he's been knocked out um, quite a few times, and I figured Dillian White would have knocked him out. Alex, but- weren't you with me at, I think it was Foxwoods or, or Mohegan Sun, when uh, when he knocked out Kevin McBride? Weren't you with me? not with you, but I remember uh, I remember that, yeah. And, and, and I thought he killed Kevin McBride. <laughs> I mean, I, I really did. And I was impressed with Wach tonight i really was and as a matter of fact that man is going to get himself a million dollar payday in his next fight out uh he came to fight he fought to the best of his ability and i I thought that dillian white um was in a risky fight and 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 towards the last couple of rounds uh, to be honest with you although i scored him for white i i think that dillian white um he got a gift i i mean he won the fight uh, what did I score it? Uh, let's see. What, where do I have it? Uh, Dillian White 
Um, it was 98-93 twice, 97-93 by, uh, I'm sorry, 98-93 once. Two judges had it. Uh, uh, no, I was right the first time. I, it's like I was hanging out with you for a while. But 98-93 twice, 90, 90, yeah, 97-93, you know, yeah. But, uh, but in any no, event. I thought that, yes, Dillian White got a gift, but I think Michael Hunter got a bigger gift. He lost. I thought he lost that fight. I thought I thought Povetkin won the fight. I could be wrong because I did not score it, uh, you know, round by round. Um, but um, I was watching, you know, pretty closely, like I said, with distractions, as you pointed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but, I'm uh, sure you didn't miss a beat, I'm sure. But uh, uh, I scored at 116-112 for Povetkin. Yeah, see, that's what I would have thought. I thought Povetkin edged him because even though I thought Hunter came blazing out, suddenly Povetkin was back in the fight and was doing some serious damage every round consistently. Um, so uh, it was the, I, I thought it was one of the best we've seen Povetkin look. Um, so, you know, I thought that that was a little, um, you know, unfortunate for... Um, for him that he didn't get the nod but you know that's uh everybody wins with the draw you know and then there was two other fights on the card that we got to see in the heavyweight division uh Hergovic uh stopped Eric Molina and uh, uh Majidov uh beat uh, Tom Little uh two of the uh, uh two of those fighters young fighters on the way up uh, neither one of them neither one of them are going to do anything special i think i hate to say it i don't, I don't mean to be a a balloon buster but uh i i think that um you know they may get a title shot both of them at some point uh but uh they don't possess uh the agility let's let's just use that uh, they don't either one of them don't possess the agility to get out of the way of uh of a legitimate uh you know top heavyweight in my opinion Right, right. Well, you know, I think they're still learning, but um, yeah, it is. Um, you know, this is an early. Uh, yeah, but learning, learning, and natural ability. Like when you see a fighter with natural athletic ability that's still learning, you see the potential, and you know, okay, if he learns, you know, how to pivot a little better, he knows how to move a little better, he knows how to, you know, set up his jab a little better. You, you know, you you could see room for improvement. I, I'm not so sure with these guys. I, I see flat-footed. Uh, power guys that that are going to be protected and they're not going to have a chance to get better and before you know it they're going to be 15 and 0 16 and 0 maybe even 20 and 0 and they're going to get you know handed a a big fight and they're going to get destroyed yeah i mean that that's uh certainly one way that it could go that i know that never happens in boxing alex i know <laughs> i know i know it never happened but uh but deontay wilder tyson fury the rematch has been made official What's that? Do you, what do you think are the chances that we would see a unification now? So, like you said, we get in February, what is it, February 22nd, we get Wilder Fury 2. Uh, from that, hopefully we get something definitive. And we know, okay, this guy is badass numero uno. So is he, is the want, winner? Is the winner of that fight number one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, of course, I would want them to fight Anthony Joshua as soon as possible to get all the belts. Now, if I, quite honestly, I think that would be a pretty great thing because I think it will be Tyson Fury. 
And then I think you have an all Britain bout that would, you know, bring down that O2 arena. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine just mentioned uh, Brexit and that fight could cure Brexit. Well, listen, the money right there. Well, I know you guys are, are, are clearly focusing on the stock market and uh, and financial state of the world. But the truth yeah. of the matter, the truth of the matter is, is Deontay Wilder against Tyson Fury. The winner, as much as I, I'm an AJ fan, has to be considered number one. Yeah. So with that said. If it turns out to be uh, an ever-saving uh, England fight between Tyson Fury and AJ, I oh, like I the matchup. I like the matchup. Yeah. Now, if Deontay Wilder comes out on top, which I think Deontay Wilder this time around is going to attack Tyson Fury, and I don't think Tyson Fury is going to survive 12 rounds of Deontay Wilder's power. I really don't. As much as I've been a fan of Tyson Fury, and you know, since the second pro fight, I haven't missed a fight. I've been a huge fan of Tyson Fury. I just think that Wilder right now seems to have kicked it up a notch with, with the way he utilizes his power. I, I don't think he has any other skill at all. No defensive yeah. skill, no movement, uh, nothing. He's even lost how to... He's even lost... Um, uh, the ability to throw a jab, uh, but he has gained uh, the usage of his power hand, and that's a dangerous fighter right there in Deontay yeah. Wilder. Um, yeah. So, so you know, he beats Tyson Fury. I don't see a Wilder-AJ match happening in the near future, and I'll tell you why. I do see a Tyson Fury-AJ fight, but Wilder-AJ I don't see. And the reason is because Deontay Wilder is gonna should he especially should he beat Tyson Fury, will uh, clearly want the side A type of money, the side A uh, promotional team, and that's where the fight will stall. And Deontay Wilder will will cry that AJ's ducking him, and AJ will cry that he's ducking him, or whatever, or um, whatever the case is. So I, I don't think that that fight will happen. I really don't. Um, a, a couple of interesting facts. I believe, uh, if if I was informed correctly, that Anthony Joshua uh, made forty million tonight. Wow. Um, I don't think that Deontay Wilder has made forty million in his career, and it goes back to what we talked about on this very show, Alex Papali, that um, Deontay Wilder has made some financial blunders in not fighting Anthony Joshua. As a matter of fact, I bet you if he could do it all over again, he would fight him because of the suspect chin of Anthony oh, uh, yeah. um, Joshua. Well, I think one of the things that you had mentioned there, because uh, quite a bit of that I agree with, the... Um, <laughs> well, why don't you just touch on what you don't agree with? <laughs> the... Um, I, I think you're right. I think of the two of them, I think Fury AJ um, would be easier to make, um, especially if Fury uh, comes out of uh, the Wilder fight on top. I agree with you that Wilder has improved. And uh, maybe I should say it like Teddy Atlas. It's not just that you have to have a missile system. You have to have a delivery system to get it to the target. And that's the thing with... Um, uh, with Wilder, he has definitely improved his delivery system. Um, he showed that against uh, Ortiz 
is that um, we know he's a huge bomber, but he's gotten better at um, really zeroing in and, and plastering guys. So you're right. It, it, it could very well be that he emerges and uh, from the Fury fight, and um, and then we have to sit through um, a, a Twitter war a t a between the two of them, or an Insta Instagram war. I think the kids like Instagram better these days, Billy C. Um, and um, then I think that uh, we would have to sit through that, and that would be annoying because I think, you know, I hate to say it, but I, I would sort of favor Wilder over Joshua at this point because, man, Joshua would have to stink it out Look at the amount of running he did from Andy Ruiz. And like you said, he's not a huge puncher. For, I don't think it was running. How much, how much I, running he do from Wilder? Mod on. I don't think it was running because he was punching. Run, Floyd Mayweather ran. Um, I, I, I don't know if it was running. I think it was boxing, um, you know, 101. I, I really do. Uh, but, I do yeah. but I do agree. I do Love agree. Rounds. I, I do agree that that I, I think if they fought right now, Wilder would get the best of them. I, I I just I think that he's he's Frank Bruno, man. He's Frank Bruno. You know, he's uh, uh, he's 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 a, he's a he's a great fighter. He just has no chin, you know, and, and you're not going to increase the chin. Um, and Wilder's not going to increase his chin either. You know, people are telling me, oh, he finally got a chin now. He's, his chin is strong now. And no, it's not strong. You know, um, listen, Anthony Joshua has always had problems fighting shorter fighters. Uh, go back into history. Every every fight that he struggled with was against a shorter fighter. He's not used to Klitschko. It took him years to learn how to fight shorter fighters. And then, then when the heavyweight division got bigger, it took him years to learn how to fight bigger fighters again. You know, um, I, I think because um, uh, Deontay Wilder, the, the nature of his style, the size of his opponent doesn't matter. He's a clubbing fighter anyway. Anthony Joshua will always do better with a bigger fighter. Andy Ruiz, on the other hand, because he was fast-handed and shorter, uh, is the reason why he got uh, the better of Anthony Joshua the first time around. And I got news for you. If, if Andy Ruiz fights Deontay Wilder, don't be surprised if Andy Ruiz gets the better of Deontay Wilder. And the reason is, when Deontay Wilder gets hit, he don't like it. He goes backwards very quickly. Anybody that's aggressive, to De the only way to beat Deontay Wilder is to be aggressive. The problem is you're risking getting caught by a bomb. Well, and I think that's the thing that Andy Ruiz has shown um, uh, that some of these guys are kind of lacking. And that one of, one of the friends of mine mentioned earlier tonight is that, you know, I kind of get the feeling that Tyson Holyfield would have mowed right through these guys. And I said, yeah, the 90s were a pretty great era. Um, and I think that that's the thing, is that the thing about Andy Ruiz, he is has this raw fighter part of him that he is the one who, if you hit me, I'm hitting you right back, and I want to hit you harder right now. And I'm going to get, as Bobby Chez used to say, that pound of flesh. Um, they, he has that in him. Some of these heavyweights don't have that. They kind of retreat or they grab. Um, that's the thing that makes Andy Ruiz dangerous. Yeah, well, you know, the other part of it is that they don't get tested. 
they, they get coddled. We've talked about this many, many times. Fighters today, all weight divisions, get coddled. And then when they finally get into a fight, uh, hey, it's Miller time. Uh, if they, if, uh, you know, you got to remember, you got a microphone. Yeah, I mean, come on, Alex. You're showing no respect today. Come on. You know, but, uh, but anyway, um, the fight, <laughs> the fighters, the fighters today, I don't know. You made me lose my train of thought. Why don't you take over? What 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 are you drinking? What are you drinking? What what'd you just open? A tab? A tab? What is it? A, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a vegan soda. What 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 do you got? What do you got? Just carbonated water. What what do you got, Alice? Go ahead. You might as well promote it. You might as well give somebody some promote free promotion. You know, uh, you know. Come on. It's top and plain seltzer. Yeah, top and shop. All right, stop. Stop and shop. Oh, so he's promoting Stop and Shop now. You know, we have a rogue guy on this show. and uh, he's, Well, I tell you something. Don't we have – we have fights tonight too. We got uh, Jamal Charlo. Yeah, who cares? Jamal Charlo is like one of the worst. I, listen, I will be rooting for the Irish kid. Nothing against you. Nothing against you, Irish people. Even though what you did to us Italians back in the day, it's not like I hold a grudge to this day. Trust me, I don't. Uh, but I will be rooting for the Irish tonight. I'm not a big Charlo fan at all. Neither one of them. You know, uh, all of the shenanigans that went on at the weigh-in. Uh, this kid is uh, moving up in weight. Uh, Hogan is is moving up in weight to fight Charlo. Charlo is nothing more than a twin, uh, one half of a twin that the PBC is trying to promote, and uh, they're putting him in against non-discreet opposition. This is clearly PBC slash Floyd Mayweather maneuverability, uh, where they take a guy and they beat guys with good records, uh, but uh, along the line you'll you'll forget or people won't know. Uh, or it'll be lost in, in translation in, in the Boston history books that uh, Hogan is actually a junior middleweight uh, moving up to fight uh, in middleweight. Right. Aside from yeah. that, aside from that, I have nothing against uh, personally against <laughs> Charlo. <laughs> I'm not a big Charlo Brothers fan. I, I don't know. I don't know if I might as well just come out and say it. No, I, I'm not going to pull any punches with you anymore, Alex. I'm not a big Charlo fan. Okay. Hey. Your point is made, man. I, I respect you. I respect you. Um, I, I thought it was interesting seeing that Canelo went over there. Um, and um, When did he get that hottie? Who's that? Is that his wife or is that his girlfriend? I never saw her with him before she ever. There. She was there at the MGM when we were there. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice. I didn't notice. Maybe it was the, it was the, uh, what do they call it that they have? The women, the, the, the kerchiefs. Oh yeah, the hijab. The hijabs, yeah, the hijabs. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with the other jobs that they get later on, but uh, oh, oh <laughs> that's terrible. This is a kids show. You shouldn't be saying stuff like that. That's but uh, but in any event, let's talk about some fights coming up in the future. Daniel Jacobs is fighting Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. at the end of this month, December twentieth. Uh, what's your thoughts of that? Daniel Jacobs moving up to super middleweight. Um. I think he should win that easy. Um, I don't know. I, I don't expect much from Chavez Jr. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I was even surprised that fight was real when they announced that. Um, so, yeah, I think Jacobs wins. Probably a decision. 
<clears throat> you know what's funny? Uh, Julio Cesar, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mention something that you're gonna you're gonna relate to. Julio Cesar Chavez has more lives in boxing than Freddy Krueger had on uh, on Halloween, don't you think? He does. He does. Yeah. Well, he's getting a lot of mileage out of his name, and you know the family name is amazing. It, uh, it, it I, if you notice, I, I, whoop whoop. Um, it did it? Did it? Did <laughs> when we were at the weigh-in for the Kovalev uh, Canelo fight, um, I've only seen that happen a couple of times where uh, spontaneous chants and crowd applause have happened. Uh, I saw it happen when Muhammad Ali entered a room. Uh, at the uh, De La Hoya Mosley fight, I saw it happen after September 11th at the Hopkins Trinidad fight when the uh, a bunch of first responders, firefighters, came into the room, and the at that at that weigh-in when Julio Cesar Chavez came in, uh, he is beloved. So yeah, I think uh, it's kind of sad the kid's getting a lot of mileage out of who his dad is, um, you know, and he does. He, he is fun to watch, um, but uh, I don't um, – and you got to figure as long as he's standing upright, he's a live dog against Jacobs because he can take a punch and he can hit. Um, but no, I, I don't see him having much of a chance. Well, I will he's say this. up and outpointed. I don't mean to burst your shop and save uh, seltzer water bubble, but uh... – you know those chants was were going on. It was kind of a pro Mexican crowd that we were at, and if you re- if if you if you recall correctly, Juan Manuel Marquez and Eric Morales both got very very big ovations too when they came in yeah. onto the scene. So um, yeah. it is what it is. But uh, speaking of which, congratulations to our man. I'm, I've just got over the bruises from him, but Bernard Hopkins in the uh, Boxing Hall of Fame, along with Sugar Shane Mosley, uh, and uh, uh, Mar- Marquez got in too, didn't he? Yep, all three guys yeah. that, um, uh, that had I had a vote, um, I would have voted for. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, and, and uh, I thought they all deserved it. Now, uh, according to B-Hop, uh, in our interview we have on air, uh, now they can uh, go back to five years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Remember right. he said that? He said, well, we maybe said that off the I'm pretty sure he said it on the air. I think we have it. But uh, he, he was uh, he was very happy. They went to three years, and after uh, this year, they could go back to five. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's he's fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> they back. He, he's fine with that. Um, one last question I wanted to ask you. Uh, same thing I asked uh, my man Dax. Uh, Javante Davis is uh, going up against uh, a guy that was really one of my favorite fighters. Uh, uh, we actually had uh, his first uh, interview when he uh, swam across uh, the ocean on a, a bed of coconuts uh, to land here in the U.S. from Cuba, and that's uh, Yuriokas Gamboa. Um, does Gamboa have a shot with Davis? No, he certainly does not. <laughs> you guys um, are killing me. I, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of sad The um uh, Yoriokas Gamboa story, but it's the way a lot of boxing stories end. Uh, he was a guy who I really enjoyed. Um, he had his special kind of swagger, and uh, he was a real quick, explosive puncher. But yeah, that those days are long gone. Um, it's uh, he's been knocked out a lot, uh, and uh, he's going to get knocked out again. 
Um, Javonta Davis is um, hasn't really been uh, uh, as disciplined as I'd like him to be. I, I've, I've seen lots of footage of him uh, after, after hours. Um, uh, you know, is that kind of lifestyle gonna gonna catch up with him? I mean, Gamboa went through that, lost, uh, beat up a couple of women, got in trouble, uh, and seemingly has turned it around. He he has. Uh, gotten back and and gotten a good win against Roman Martinez um, at the bigger weights. I, I know, like Dak said, and and I agree with him. Martinez has a lot of miles on him, uh, but uh, taking opponents lightly and Javante Davis basically believing the press clippings. You don't think this is dangerous for him at all, you, or you think Gamboa is just you know uh, just doesn't it, the the worst thing about Gambo is he's got no defense so you know he's fighting against a fast-handed powerful guy I mean it doesn't look good for Gambo I'm I'm agreeing with you but does he have a, a, a you know a former um, you know amateur world level champion chance to win this fight Yeah I mean what was that from uh, Dumb and Dumber when she's like more like one in a million. He's like, so you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, um, yeah, the... uh, yeah. I think he does have, you know, he can still hit. But the thing is that um, I think even if Javonta Davis really would have had to really not been taking things seriously, um, because, and you're right, the, the writing's on the wall that maybe that's true. He did, like you said, get in that... Um, little fisticuffs with uh, Adrian Broner the night of the Canelo-Kovalev fight. Um, so uh, it could be that he uh, likes the nightlife a little more than training. But uh, I don't think it's going to catch up to him versus Gamboa. I think Gamboa's damaged goods enough and passed his prime. So much of Gamboa's style depended on reflexes and really lightning quick reflexes those fade and i don't think he's got them anymore and i think davis is going to hurt him you know the one thing i disagree with you on is is gamboa what made him so great was his hand speed and accuracy he was he he, he had no defense it was all offense and i think that when you know he was at his peak uh, his opposition just wasn't ready for it. I think the age and some of the mileage has slowed him down a bit, but I think he's still going to be the fastest uh, opponent that Javante Davis has faced. I just think he's going to be too small. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But Alex, listen, I won't hold you anymore. I, I know you got some pressing things to <clears throat> catch up on. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, I, I really wish I was there because, uh, you know, I, uh, well, things are a little different in the state of New York. <laughs> yeah, I wish you were here too. Yeah. Well, next time maybe invite me. <laughs> but anyway, Alex. Yeah. Um, and you know, who, uh, you know who was here tonight was uh, the curator of the uh, Muhammad Ali Museum, Rick Koletsky, who... Gives a big shout out and a hello to you. Oh, tell Rick I said, hey, man, I look forward to uh, seeing him again sometime. It was fun uh, meeting him a couple of times uh, in the past. And uh, I might even uh, I might go support B-Hop this year and go to the Hall of Fame. So maybe I'll run into Rick there. Nice. Nice. Alex. Right, awesome. Hey. Are we? 
All right, we're doing a couple of shows before the holidays, right? Yes, we are. We're gonna we'll oh. be doing one next week. And uh, hey, listen, like I said, I don't want to hold you up, man. Have fun. <laughs> All right, Billy, see, take care. <laughs> take care. That's uh, my main man, Alex Papali. And he's having some fun over in uh, Connecticut. That's all I'll say. But uh, anyway, I want to uh, respond to my man uh, Johnston. He gave us a, uh, a super chat, which I, I super uh, appreciate. <laughs> that was a little corny. Uh, Johnston's uh, put some great articles up on Billy C. Boxing, so you should check him out. Uh, a great uh, series that he's working on now that I personally love. So uh, go visit our website, check it out, go to his uh, area on it. And uh, he says, uh, hey, Billy C., can you shed some, shed some light? Uh, AJ boxes well and gets criticized for running. Fury boxes well and he's brilliant. I don't get it. Um, you know, I, I, I agree. And, and here's the thing. Um, first of all, Anthony Joshua was known to destroy his opponents. He was knocking them out, and that's what people uh, came to expect. Then he loses the fight against uh, uh, Andy Ruiz, and, and next thing you know, he, he's exposed. Um, you know, that that's the way some of the boxing fans uh, today, um, you know, uh, deal with the sport. I, I just think it's the lack of knowledge, to be honest with you. Um, like I said earlier, Anthony Joshua lost the fight. He underestimated Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz came after him, stopped him, and uh, he wanted that rematch right away. So from the time he lost at Madison Square Garden until tonight, um, he focused on correcting what he did wrong, um, specifically focusing on the fight and not uh, what his opponent looked like or what his opponent's record was or whatever else uh, AJ did to underestimate uh, Andy Ruiz, uh, he worked on it. And in addition to that, I think that his team and himself uh, looked at the fighter and looked at the skill set of Andy Ruiz and came up with a game plan in order to beat it, which to me is a sign of intelligence. That game plan was to box, use your height and your reach and your power advantage. Because let's face it, you know, yes, Andy Ruiz has power. Yes, he's got hand speed. But he doesn't have more power than Anthony Joshua. Give me a break. You know, I, the only heavyweight that has more power than Anthony Joshua right now is Deontay Wilder. And that's it. There's, there's no other heavyweight that's got more pure power than, than Anthony Joshua. What Anthony Joshua showed tonight is that he can box and that he can uh, be disciplined. That's an improvement. And he got the win, and he won back all of his titles. He did not run. Anthony Joshua was not running. He wasn't on his feet all night long. He was moving. He was moving side to side. And and Andy Ruiz's inability to go after him and cut the ring off, um, you know, he was pivoting in circles. He wasn't cutting the ring off, Andy Ruiz. So I agree with, John, uh, with uh, my man Johnston 100%. I mean, uh, this guy was not running. Floyd Mayweather was a runner. Floyd Mayweather ran to the other end of the ring. And, and, you know, not only could his opponent not hit him, but Floyd Mayweather couldn't hit his opponent. Anthony Joshua was still in position to land damage, uh, land in, in, you know, inflicting damage on, on Andy Ruiz, and he did it. All you have to do is look at Andy Ruiz's face. You know, yes, uh, AJ got cut, but that's it. That was the only sign that he was in a fight tonight. He was in shape. He was not huffing and puffing. Dax alluded to that earlier tonight. 
and AJ was not huffing puffing. Um, Andy Ruiz wasn't either. Uh, but uh, I, I think credit. Anthony Joshua deserves credit. He went to the back to the to the camp and, the, and to their drawing board. He came up with a with a game plan that was going to beat uh, uh, Andy Ruiz. And like I've said all night, Anthony Joshua's biggest weakness, besides his chin, uh, is the fact that he has trouble fighting smaller fighters. End of story. He's every time that he's had that he struggled in a fight was against a smaller fighter. You know, so uh, Andy Ruiz had that. He had uh, the number one in the first fight. He had the uh, kind of appearance that, that you would underestimate. He had some punching power. He had hand speed. And he was way smaller. And he fought small. All of the things that ended up being a win for Andy Ruiz. And Anthony Joshua did what true champions do. He went back to the drawing board. He improved his game to fight that opponent. Now, what I hope to see from here on out with Anthony Joshua is the same kind of discipline. Not so much the same kind of fight or style, but depending upon his opponent to come up with a game plan and a style to win. Up until tonight, we saw Anthony Joshua seek and destroy his opponents. He still can seek and destroy the right opponents, but the opponents that can get in and land some shots and, and do some damage especially shorter fighters that can get up inside and work Anthony Joshua without his movement uh, from side to side, uh, he improved on, and he showed us that tonight. It'll be interesting to see uh, what Anthony Joshua does for his next fight. Right now, I believe that Anthony Joshua should enjoy the win and uh, you know, be in the mix. He's in the top three heavyweights uh, of the world. There's uh, uh, no question uh, about that. Uh, but in any event, uh, we uh, uh, appreciate you um, joining us today, and we will be back next week. Uh, so uh, do me a favor. Make sure you tune in. Same bad time, same bad channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.